The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's going to this town tonight. Welcome to the Brother Lots of the Sports Talk. We are live. Thank you guys for joining us again for another Sports Talk. I'm in the studio with Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris. Um, sorry I miss you guys. We also have uh, Cindy in here. Uh, so but she's not going to talk. But uh, <laughs> should have seen that face. That was great. <laughs> we, um, you know, I'm sorry I missed you guys last week, but I did listen to the show. It was a pretty good show. Pretty good show. Y'all didn't say too many bad things about me. Um, but it was not it was, on air. Not on air. It's on video. Well, yeah, well, Monk, uh, Monk told me some, y'all said some things about me. He recorded it for me, too. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Uh, we got Monk back there engineering the show. I want to say engineer, uh, but you know he does a great job. He keeps us on time, brings us back into the near future. Yes, he we does. got a lot to talk about. With the uh, you know a lot to talk about in a short amount of time. We got uh, an hour or maybe forty eight minutes, I should say, as the show go on. But we have the NFL, so I think that's going to take up most of our time, along with Clancy Corner and uh, Down and Dirty with Deborah. And then you know from those, it's going to spawn into a whole different and a whole lot of other conversation. Um, you can reach Alex at Clancy Corner uh, at Twitter or something like that. Yeah, and uh, Deborah, you got a lot of things going on recently. I got a lot of things going <laughs> I'm gonna on. I'm going to get back to you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Alex Clancy or Clancy Corner. Uh, you're okay. Go, Deborah. Please. <laughs> oh yeah. This is, this is important stuff right here. <laughs> Move yeah, your attention true. over. That's true. <laughs> this is important stuff. That's exactly. So yeah, right. I've got uh, this Saturday coming up. I'm speaking at Coach Zahner's uh, Pro Development Camp for. Uh, Kickers, punters, and snappers, and the following Saturday as well. In between it, I'm heading out to Mobile, Alabama, going to the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. And then uh, coming back and uh, heading to the Combine. So, I just worked a guy over at Athletes Performance. Um, he's an Oregon State cornerback uh, slash safety. He's going to the. Uh, he just went to the Shrine Game, East West ah, Shrine right. Game, down in Florida. So yeah. it was good. He's a good guy. He. Um, mm-hmm. You handed him my card, right? I, you know, I don't have your card. <laughs> oh, but I dude, would have. we'll fix that up. I would have. That, you know yeah. what? And he, and I was just down in Tucson too at the at the oh, yeah. uh, banquet. Was that? It was good. It was good. Yeah, I had uh, sat at the table with four players that were playing in the Casino del Sol All Star Game, and right. uh, yeah, good guys. Yeah, they called me to um, come out there, but I I couldn't make it. I was in California, so yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get back in time. I was on my way back, yeah. but couldn't get back in time. So I appreciate it. I held your space for you. Okay, the food was good. You ate all my food too. The food, food was too. good. We had lamb. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Since I should have told Cindy, she should have went down there for me. There you but, go. Well, you was down there representing us too. Oh yeah. As well as yourclearedge.com. You can check out Deborah and a whole lot of things she's doing. Uh, you have this uh, tame. Uh, what is it? Tame and tame train, and train your, your beast. Give me a uh, beast. It's, it's, it's B E A S T. B is for beliefs. The E is for emotions. The A is for five ways to uh, regain your focus immediately. The S is for your self identity, and the T is for your talk and walk. And uh, they all affect your performance. Well, that's true. Some good stuff. Alex, what's going on? Not much, man. Just a uh, crazy weekend. Football. 
just sitting on the couch, eating good food and watching football. Good food. Chips happy. and dips? No, my friend uh, My friend made, uh, we made homemade chicken and waffles on Saturday. Ugh. Homemade oh, chicken. Wow. You know what? I got a picture, too. I'll show you a picture. It's okay. ridiculous. We might have to stop posting. Well, you know, when we get this uh, voice, uh, uh, sports talk website up, but, you know, I got, you can quamalize the sports. Dot com. You got that's my blog site. So mm-hmm. I may have to start blogging on that a little bit more because I did get a couple uh, messages that I need to approve or disapprove, uh, which is good about that. They just don't pop up there, and yeah, I have exactly. to approve them. So we might have to start putting pictures and stuff like that up there. Not chicken and waffles, but you be jealous. <laughs> what the jealous. Games. <laughs> that's good old home cooking game. like that stuff. So you watched a lot of NFL. Uh-huh. Now let's go back to the um, the New Orleans Saints San Francisco game. Give me your take okay. on that because for two years in a row the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it was the road team, has the better team in my opinion, but was the road team, and they lost two years in a row. Last year it was the Seattle Seahawks on the road, which is a tough place to play, as well as San Francisco at Candlestick. Tough place to play with the emergence of the uh, of what Alex Smith is doing this year, who many of us wrote off uh, as being a first-round draft pick and not living up to his potential. But if you talk to Alex, his confidence has always been the same. I can still play football. You just need the right situation because he mm-hmm. went through different. He th- went through different uh, head coaches. You had uh, uh, Singletary was the Singletary last one. was the last one. But before Singletary, it was the guy who's on the air now. Um, Italian name Mariucci. Mariucci. Mm-hmm. It was Mariucci, and then now you have uh, Jim Harbaugh, who's um, who took the atmosphere from the Stanford or the college atmosphere and brought it to that team and put it together. Now, you say he's winning with Singletary players because Singletary brought that discipline to those guys. But it still takes a head coach, as we talked, to bring it all together That's to get right. these guys to win. So it's unfortunate enough that the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints, who's had the best offense uh, this year as far as putting up numbers and, and what Drew Brees was doing, and he was arguably the MVP of the league. But then we talked to he and Aaron Rodgers being that guy. Um, they go out into uh, San Fran and lose on the road. Yeah, but it takes a team. You know, and oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and in uh, down in straws? Dirty with Denver, we're yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna arm wrestle here in a minute. Um, and I've got a lot of practice after 25 years in construction. Um, anyway, we're gonna talk in uh, down in Dirty with Deborah about uh, the secrets of shifting that advantage of uh, you know the belief that on the road that you're gonna lose mm. or you don't have the advantage over Good the other stuff. team. So. Yeah, I mean, you could tell. I mean, Drew Brees threw for 460 yards. He had to throw the ball 60 times. But that defense, it shows, the thing that I took away from this game was that it shows that if you pressure a quarterback, no matter the numbers he puts up, he will make more mistakes, which is pretty, it's pretty obvious. But it's hard to put pressure on a quarterback that's elusive, that loves to step up in the pocket, that has receivers upon receivers upon tight ends. You know, it's 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 difficult to do what what San Francisco did, and I mean the fact that four touchdowns were scored in four minutes kind of put a little spin on everything. Alex Smith's twenty-eight yard touchdown run when everybody was like, "Go down, go down, go down," and he had Joe Staley just just lead him lead him to the promised land for that for that touchdown. I mean, I can't believe they came back and scored right at the end. That's just uh, what Alex been doing all this year, um, and, and he's never been in a big game situation on a professional level. So you would think a, a veteran quarterback, a more a smarter quarterback, would get down and let the clock run out when you have the game in place, and you you know you you in position to score anyway. Uh, don't give Drew Brees a guy like Drew Brees any time on the clock, and you can see with the 49 seconds he had left, uh, he almost made it happen. Uh, and then we almost had a situation where. The 49ers called timeout with no time on the clock, and Drew Brees gets another chance at it. Unfortunately, you know, you have to make those long throws. And when you talk about the four touchdowns, the four scoring uh, in, in four minutes, it, 
that just shows me that there's no defense. And Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints have, because uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers have a defense. But when you're talking about a team that pass all the time in the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees has to throw the ball all the time. They have no running game. They drafted a guy out of the first, Mark Ingram, in the first round out of Alabama. He's, he went down with injury. I think Pierre Thomas serviced well over there, but they don't stick to the run because Drew Brees, and that's why he's always mentioned as the guy to possibly break Jam, uh, Dan Marino's record. He had plenty of opportunities to do it. He did it this year, but they have no running game. They have uh, Darren Sproles, who's outstanding in the backfield, and that's part of what you call a running game, quick right. quick passes to Darren Sproles. Right. I mean, their running game is throwing swing passes and, and screens and checkdowns and, and little little five-yard slants to Darren Sproles, you know, up the gut of the defense. So, I mean, it's different. Him throwing the ball 63 times is like throwing it 45 and having 15 rushes for the New Orleans uh, offensive attack. Right. Well, I think one team, too, you've got the uh, New Orleans. I think they showed up expecting to win, and the 49ers showed up with that energy of we know we can win. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Well, they had, I have to I, take you out in the parking lot. No. You know? <laughs> well, y'all can do it right here. We're referee. No, go ahead. <laughs> but no, the, the adversity, they, they were able to come some adverse situations in that game. Absolutely. And it, was, it was outstanding to see. Yeah, and there's a difference between the expectation of winning that, you know, we, we, you know we're here. We're going to win. This is not a big deal. You know, we, it's, a, it's a tough game. We, we respect the other team. But when you've got you know, Harbaugh and the energy and everything else that's going on there, that I think they showed up knowing, knowing that it was possible. Because they knew it was possible, then play by play, when they saw it starting to happen, they just gained on that energy and made it roll. And, and whoever the team is, it is it is uh, it is difficult to win football games on Sundays. Very difficult to mm-hmm. win them on the road. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a place like the uh, uh, Candlestick. You go and play up in San Fran. Uh, and w- and what do you do? What time do you leave? You leave two days before a game or the next day before a game when mm-hmm. when New Orleans coming across country. Uh, and that's a situation where the New York Giants gonna have to figure out. When are we leaving New York to go up to San Fran? Because right. get settled when, in and get ready to go. Because mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it has to be timing because you don't want to be in one spot, one location for a long period of time, and then you mm-hmm. get low to sleep. So you want to have that energy. And Tom Coughlin's gonna have to make a decision. And and mm-hmm. he, Tom Coughlin, is the guy to make that decision in the playoffs. Now we talk all about he, his New York Giants and how bad that secondary was, mm-hmm. um, but that four, that front four is amazing. That front four is the reason why Green Bay. Part of the reason, because Green Bay shouldn't have set his starters out for three weeks. I've always had a problem with setting your starter out for three weeks and think uh, defensively it's not too much of a problem. Offensively, everything is timed up. Yeah, it's going to have an effect. There's no doubt. And you can tell tell that Aaron Rodgers was off his game yesterday. I mean, an office game... For normal people, an office game for Aaron Rodgers is completely different. And, you know? and they were dropping his ball. They were dropping a lot of he balls. He passes. But in a post-game uh, speech, Aaron Rodgers never said uh, uh, that he he pointed this guy. He was actually upset that one of the reporters asked him about his teammates, and he just said, I'm offended that you can ask me that question. I don't right. know how to answer that question, but he's a consummate pro. He he don't point guys out. He uh, he took all the blame himself. As a quarterback, you get all the glory. You take the blame with you. Some quarterbacks won't do that. But he himself just took it right away before it can get to anywhere else. But those guys were dropping his balls. There was uh, His protection was terrible. Now, mm-hmm. we were talking about the New York Giants defensive line. Most protection is going to be terrible when you're mm-hmm. playing against those guys. Yeah, I mean, and their third down conversion was through the roof for um, the Giants' third down conversion. was They were 8 for 16. And a lot of them were not, you know, third and ones. A lot of them were third and eights, really key third downs mm-hmm. that just, you know, Hakeem Nix would get, on, get under the, the second level and just, just sit down, sit down in the middle. I mean, it was it was... It was tough to see, like, Charles Woods, I mean, they just didn't, 
They didn't come to play. I mean, it just yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. Well, the same. you know, they didn't play all year. Uh, the Green Bay Packers defense—they're the worst in the league. Yeah, they, they were the worst in the league. That's and, unbelievable. And they're the worst in the league. And I, I argue with this guy um, all the time. He just think he's a genius, a guru, without putting the fact. I'll, I don't mind your opinions, but add a little fact to it, and don't state your opinion and, and think that's the fact when the facts are written down and, and it is right. what it is. Yeah. It's um, you know, which I, yeah, I got some going on. Right there. <laughs> I was a little tough before. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> dude, that's not even close to getting tough for me. Let me tell you. <laughs> but no, you can't say they. Uh, Aaron Rodgers made up for a lot of what their defense didn't have to do because they were already, it was already up about thirty some points. So you know they have to show that defense. That defense. Um, you know, and, I, and like I said, I was arguing with this guy that, oh, this defense is the best defense out there. I'm saying, are you looking at the stats? The stats do not lie. They yeah. they are what they are. And he said, oh no, they'll be all right in uh, um, they'll be out in Green Bay in uh, Lambeau Field. They'll be in the winter time. I said, they playing the Giants. Giants yeah. have a they, winner too. They pretty much know what winter's like. Up exactly. There. Yeah. And, they, and they have a run game. And they, and they have a run have game. <laughs> <laughs> they have a legitimate, uh, consistent run game. And then we argue that about Eli Manning, who I think plays well in the postseason anyway. Um, but initially, when he came into the season, he was saying, I should be mentioned with Tom Brady. Is he top five now? He's got to be top five. Top five, what? Ever? Quarterbacks. On, yeah. In the NFL. Oh, this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I. I, I I put him in top five. I mean, because Philip Rivers usually gets that nod, mm-hmm. but uh, not this year. And Philip Rivers hasn't done jack. And I put him in top five, and I might put him around three or four. I mean, you got to go one, two, three: Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and then the rest. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the clutch level really uh, changes the numbers a little bit. Yeah. Well, he's um at one point this guy was seven for seven uh, in in this football game. He's making some plays uh, and. And my thing with defenses, and I, I want to go back to that before Deborah, you come in. He's the, a lot of these safeties and cornerbacks are trying to hit the player. That's how Keem went for sixty mm-hmm. something yards a few times. Yeah, two weeks in a row. They never wrap up. This is where they don't teach football. This is where it starts at this little part one of leagues. Start at these little channel youth football leagues. Uh, but they, you teach these guys how to play instead of teach them. Okay, you want to be a safety or you know, line up back there. You want to be a quarterback. Okay, get behind the center. Teach them how to do those things. Uh, Teach them how to tackle, how to get tackled. And that's why these guys in pros right now think you can hit another grown man just with your shoulder pads and he's going to fall down. No, you have to wrap up if you want to take these guys down. Right. It's going back to the fundamentals is you get the basics down first before you go to the tricky stuff. Because you get the basics, that that stuff's going to come instinctually then instead of uh, worrying about uh, what did you see on TV and can I emulate that. So, right. right. I mean, and Green Bay, gets, Green Bay got a lot of flash for their defense uh, because they're always, they're turnover oriented. So either they're going to go for the interception and miss it, give up a 70-yard touchdown pass, or they're going to pick the ball off. And that's, people remember that don't watch football a lot, interceptions, fumble recoveries, interception returns for touchdowns, and sacks which isn't going to make a defense. There needs to be some meat there to make the defense work. Yeah, well, we're going to take a break, and we got a lot to talk about. New Orleans turned the ball over five times. Yeah. We're going to talk about the uh, the Broncos and the Patriots game, Texas and the Rams game. Texas should have won that game. Really, but we I, got, I wish they would have, too. Yeah, they should have won that game, but T.J. Yates not ready to take that pressure on. It's not, he's not, he shouldn't be. He, well, you're there, you're there, but, you know, a lot of things didn't happen for him. He made ill-advised throws. Uh, we're going to come back, we do that. We got uh, Clancy Corners coming up, and we'll see what that's about. Then we down and dirty with Deborah. Cormelas Sports Talk, we'll be back in the near future.
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about, either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go? You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Final Life Sports Talk. We are live. We're definitely talking about some NFC football, Green Bay Packers, and the New York Giants. I thought the New York Giants was going to win before going into the game anyway because of the defenses, uh, the front four, if you will. Now, not discrediting what Aaron Rodgers does for that team, but when you sit out in Week 17 and the coach allowed it to happen, then you have those injuries. Again, offensively, it's all timing. you got to get that timing back together. And uh, just because you're playing at home and in Lambeau doesn't mean that time is going to all of a sudden click. Uh, a lot of guys dropped his balls. That accredited accredit to a whole lot of the um, long third down situation. Mm-hmm. Also, their defense stinks. Now, Giants, now also the situation in playing at home is, is comfortable and it benefited for the San Francisco 49ers having hosting in the uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, unfortunately, they came up short. I thought the Saints were the better team. I also thought they was the better team last year when they went to Seattle. But it's a benefit for playing at home. There is a benefit to being in the comfort zone of playing at home. You don't have to do a lot of traveling. You sleep in your own bed. You uh, go to the restaurants where you're familiar with. You don't get a potential chance for food poisoning, which happens a lot when teams go out. That's why we stay in hotel. That's why they stay in hotels and uh, eat those foods. But again, you are off location, so even hotel cooks and stuff like that are huge um, fans of their team. Their hometown. Their hometown. Yeah. 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 So you might not get that hometown cooking. The other team will. All right, we got a, uh, and, and then uh, let me let me uh, change the engineer to program manager, or program engineer, or board control for Monk. <laughs> <laughs> we got we control. got Clancy Corner, yeah, systems control. Mm. Houston, we may have a problem in a little That's while. Right. We got a <laughs> Clancy Corner coming up right now. All right, um, there are many ways to coach a quarterback. Uh, the two main ones in recent history have been one. Pound the offense into the quarterback's head and hope he gets it, or let the quarterback take the reins and ride the quarterback's talent to greatness or failure. This year, one coach uh, has flipped the script on that philosophy completely. This coach played in the NFL for four teams in his 14-year NFL career, threw for 26,000 yards and change and 129 touchdowns. And he made. And uh, although he only started all 16 games in one season, he was always looked at as the toughest nails general on the field. Call me, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, I wasn't even paying attention. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no. I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, no, I was going. I was playing. You let <laughs> me answer. Yeah, it. I, uh, yeah. What? 
<laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm done with you right now. Uh, <laughs> what Harbaugh's done with okay. Alex Smith this year mm. has been nothing less than NFL Coach of the Year deserving. Alex Smith has thrown for 3,100 yards, 17 touchdowns to only five interceptions, with a completion percentage of 61 and change. This is the same guy who was the number one overall pick. And in his first year, threw for 875 yards in nine games with one touchdown, 11 interception, and nine fumbles. A guy who has never thrown less than uh, 10 interceptions in a season where he played more than four games. If you were to ask me a few years ago, out of these two quarterbacks, Alex Smith or Jamarcus Russell, first overall picks in 2005 and 2007 respectively, who would be the first one to make a conference championship game? I would say Jamarcus Russell 100 times out of 100. But I'm really happy that Alex Smith is proving me wrong. Uh, but this all begs the question: How did this happen? How can a rookie coach and a quarterback that was more than that was more or less out of the year uh, out of the league two years ago make this beautiful music together? Here's your answer: Jim Harbaugh, instead of fitting a round ball into a square hole or trying to, he watched. He watched film. He looked at his quarterback's strengths and, more importantly, his weaknesses, and curtailed the offense calling scheme around them. Let's not take anything away from the Niners' defense of their run attack, both of which are reborn under the watchful and passionate eye of their new coach. But Alex Smith has showed the world that this past weekend that he's no longer a 9-for-15 for 110 yards with a touchdown and two interceptions kind of quarterback. He's here now. Took him about six years in finding the right coach to do so, but he's arrived. Maybe he'll have an offensive coordinator stay for more than a year so he can actually build some rapport with his coaching staff on and off the field. All of this success, however, in my opinion, steps back, uh, stems back to the rookie NFL coach who has the people in Northern California believing in their 49ers again, and more importantly, has the Niners believing in themselves. One little fun fact. In 95, Jim Harbaugh, won, Jim Harbaugh won Comeback Player of the Year, made it to the AFC Championship game, and during the season he threw for 17 touchdowns and five interceptions with 2,500 yards total. This year, Alex Smith, NFC Championship game, will probably win the Comeback Player of the Year, Threw for 17 touchdowns, five interceptions, and 3,100 yards. Parallel, I think that Alex Smith, they really have a chance to make the Super Bowl, but unfortunately, I think they would have had a better chance against Green Bay than they do against the Giants. So, you know, I don't know. I just, I love what he's doing in San Francisco. I love that he's that, that he's moving the offense around Alex Smith as opposed to the other way around, and it's working. Yeah, well, I, he, go ahead, Em. Oh, I was just going to say, I love what you're saying about, uh, you know, not fitting a, uh, a round peg in a square hole or vice versa, whoever's round or square. Um, it's the same thing we used to do in the corporate world. <laughs> she calling you square, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> As you, you know, I used to tell my guys, you know, we, we live close to Disneyland, we're not quite in it, but, mm-hmm. you know, let's look at, you know, what's the best case scenario. If you could run your, your area your way, you know, what would you do, when would you do it, how would you do it? And then let's figure out if we can do that and give them everything that they need to work with their natural style, their natural potential, um, still making sure that the basics are in place. So I, I love what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. I think that's the best way to take a player and bring them up uh, and build a very strong base that they can uh, grow with over and over. What do you think, coming from a player's perspective? Uh, well, so I'm sure you played I, with a bunch of different coaches. So. Yeah, and a bunch of different egos. And every coach mm-hmm. has their own philosophy. Then you got those players that, you know, it's more familiar with that coach's schemes and his philosophy and, and, and what have you in preparing for games and practices. I, I, I like what Alex Smith has done this year, what he's doing this year. Jim Harbaugh was the right guy for the job, and he, you know, he they shopped him around, but he showed a lot of he showed a lot of uh, 
I wouldn't say loyalty, but more respect for when they was trying to shop him down in Miami and the guy already had the job. They didn't fire him, but he said, I'm not going to take another person's job. If it's vacant, then we can talk. And I thought that was um, first class. The job in San Fran was open. They fired Mike Singletary. I think the chemistries of the past two years, um, or yeah, the past two years, last year, this year, with the um, San Francisco 49 is this. Mike Singletary is a defensive-minded guy, so he built that team to stop people from scoring. He has a pretty good defense over there. They have cornerbacks sitting on the bench that can play somewhere else. They have uh, some of the best linebackers over there. Uh, and when Jim Harbaugh come in, now Alex Smith finally has an offensive guy, a guy who, who's, who's quarterback. Yeah, he's quarterback-minded. He had a comeback player of the years. He's been able to overcome a lot of adversity. He probably understands Alex more than um, – Mike Singletary could ever understand him uh, being a quarterback. He came in and he gave this guy some confidence. It's a lot of things we talked about, um, and there's some things we talked about off the air, but there's a lot of things they talk about that the press will never hear. You know, why why put your, your player and it being your quarterback in a, cer- a circumstance or a situation where he has to read about how bad he's playing? Well, you know, you keep that stuff in-house uh, and don't bring it out. You don't have to worry about your job, and that's this year. But I don't say this year. I'm telling you now, you don't have to worry about your job. Do what you're supposed to do on the field. He, he, the, the offense for the San Francisco 49ers also was predicated on having a Vernon Davis as a tight end mm-hmm. and having that running back that they have over there. Um, that takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback, and you don't ask him to do so much. He doesn't have a lot of deep ball throws, but he has a lot of uh, guys he can throw the ball to that take it deep. So I thought Jim Harbaugh, in a sense, did a great job with Alex Smith this year. And he's probably, and Alex, I think he's free this year. So, you if you got the same coach, you got the same guys in place. Why not uh, sign this guy to another long-term deal? Well, it's what we've talked about in the past too. Is you hire the best people with the greatest amount of talent that fit your coaching style, fit your the culture of your team. And I think that's what's really coming together with the 49ers is that they've got a culture that works for the guys that are up there, including um, Vernon Davis. And they want to be there. Yeah, exactly. So they're having fun and working hard and getting results. Getting respect from men after coming coaching boys is Mm -hmm. something that, you know, I mean, I I can't believe it only took him – the, a shortened training camp to do it. Yeah, because I just can't. I can't believe it. Doesn't it doesn't make sense? Especially coming from John Singletary, who try. It seemed like he was instilling fear into his players to gain respect. Oh, sorry. He was thinking of the movie director. Yeah, <laughs> I was. <Singletary. laughs> I was. I was. Um, Mike Singletary. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you got me out. Yeah. Well, the coming. Well, you I like his movies. Yeah, the, the respect. No, uh, right. The respect of coming off that uh, that collegiate yeah. level. Yeah, but Mike Singletary, um, it seemed like he instilled fear to gain respect. Yeah. And Jim, Jim Harbaugh is very passionate. He almost got in a fight with the handshake after the game. <laughs> yeah. But he's just passionate. He wants to win. He's like, he's like an intense Pete Carroll. Because Pete Carroll is more lackadaisical with his intensity. And Jim Harbaugh is in your face. But he's having fun. He, he loves his players. And he just wants to win. And well, I think Mike Singletary's problem was is how he played. You can watch this guy play football and think, he's the best on the field right now. He's the best linebacker. He's more intimidated. He's Ray Lewis in his prime. Mm-hmm. When Ray Lewis went in, in, was in his prime, that's who Ray Lewis was. But then you think about how Mike Singletary played. Anytime you uh, try to instill fear on your team, they're not going to always be behind you. That's why, remember last year, he threw Vernon Davis out of the game mm-hmm. during the game and said he will not, he cannot, he will not play with uh, one guy. He will not put one guy above the team. It's one of the things we talked about earlier in the segment, whereas uh, he sent this guy to the locker room. Right. But you, anytime you try to instill that fear, now you're running a military camp or right. base or something like that, and you're not going to have guys with you. Mm-hmm. 
the respect the uh, Jim Harbaugh got was he came in and didn't try to change anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make let these guys know it's okay to have fun. You're gonna make mistakes, but you got to be uh, be able to overcome those mistakes. And I, and that's why these teams went. This San Francisco 49ers team is winning, and they also had a chance four weeks ago to even clinch home field. And it's setting expectations up in the very beginning that whenever he came in, I'm sure he had those conversations with the guys of what he expected from them. And I'm guessing that he listened listened to what they expected from him and, you know, built a culture of, like you said, the mutual respect where there could be conversations that matter. And you could have a play at the end of the game where guys are crying and hugging. And, you know, it was so meaningful that if you weren't a fan already, whether you like them or not, I'm you're a fan and just because crying. of that. Yeah, and there's yeah. crying in football. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I've, there I've is. said uh, time after time, there is a very emotional game. It exposes everything about you. Yeah. Vernon Davis having, you know, he just. I thought waited. that was so cool. Yeah, he just waited yeah. and waited and waited. When his time came, what do you have? Seven receptions for 180 something yards. Yeah, Alex, exactly. yeah, yards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and two yeah. touchdowns. Right. That wins the game. Yep. And that first one that set that set that paved the way for it. Right. I mean, well, it set the it, stage. What it shows me too is how much passion and yeah. energy there was inside of him in order to catch that final catch and to hang on to it with two guys hanging on him, rolling on the ground and stuff. That there was that much energy inside of him that he had to let loose, and I I just thought it was cool. Now let, let let's not overlook this fact that they are playing the Giants playing the weakest division. I mean the the Forty uh, ers play in the weakest division. Okay, if these guys were in the NFC East, we might be talking about something different. If the Giants were the NFC East, no, no, no. If the Forty ers were, and there's no film on Jim Harbaugh yet, so l- let's talk about the other side where. But you know where what coaches do. Go ahead. But but we there's got a, no we got a minute. Okay, but there's no there's nothing to study yet except for game film against other players. You can't look at what they did to you last year. You can't look at things like that because he's coming from you know coaching kids. It's it's like a new pitcher in, in majors where he'll he'll go ten and zero because these teams haven't seen him yet. But and then well, we'll see what happens next year. We'll see what happens this year. See what happens next year, and then you'll be able to tell how good of a coach Jim Harbaugh. Well, we're gonna take a break, but I, I do want to get that before we get down and dirty on the next segment. Because football, the schemes, the schematics, and all that stuff, it catches up with you. So there's no film on him professionally, but what he, what he's doing is using some of his college plays, and it's the Different same thing. Patterns. Yeah, I will go yeah. look at the San Francisco, uh, the uh, Stanford plays, and uh, see what he's doing. A uh, different, but now you could it works in college, but now you got other grown men over there that's mm-hmm. that's more professional that know what they're supposed to be doing, what they're supposed to be doing, what they told. We'll take a break and we'll finish up with that real quick and get down and dirty with Deborah. It's Quam Lot Sports Talk. We'll be back in the future. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports lockdown coverage get ready to talk sports with the big guys tune in to lockdown coverage with keith lewis every tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team the players and what's next it's time to have fun with the game Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. 
Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Cormac Sports. It's like, no, it's $15. All of God and gift card. Uh, for all the work that uh, Cindy does, she has a $15 gift card. To all of God. Hey, welcome back to the show. We uh, we we just got off a good Clancy corner, uh, and we, we were talking about uh, there's no film. Before we get down and dirty with Deborah, there's no film on uh, Jim Harbaugh. Well, he's been preparing for this job all his life, probably. He and his brother, his, his brother John, um, out in Baltimore, but they've been preparing for this all their lives. Uh, I'm sure he had his game plan. He's you can see what he's doing in the first three games, how he's going to go into the season. But he want to know what players he can put on the field and what plays will work while those guys are on the field. It's like a basketball team. you got your five starters. you got to find the chemistry uh, to those five starters when you got 12 professionals. you got, what, 15 guys on the bench. Yeah, sure. But the thing, the, the reason why I said that uh, NFC West is so weak is because the, oh, only, it, team, the only teams that play you twice, mm-hmm. even though they've seen you and know your offense, still suck. I mean, yeah. more or less. Well, you know, you, like you, this, you, like this year, Arizona. I mean, Arizona beat them one week, mm-hmm. and the, because they had film on them. If you didn't have any film, I mean, I think it's really important. I mean, you obviously would know better than me, well, but I mean, it, it can't hurt. And if you don't have anything to look at on the NFL level, with players you understand, players who whose tendencies you know, and what quarterback Andrew Luck. I mean, you're watching Andrew Luck. You're not watching Alex Smith. Like if you're watching film, so I don't know. It, you know what? This is, this is a good topic. I do want to finish it, but we got to talk to uh, we got to talk some AFC football probably in the last segment. But we got to get down and dirty with Deborah also. So do we, it. We will um, get back to that. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so down and dirty with Deborah. I want to talk about the fact that there's there's a secret to shifting the advantage when you're on the road, and we've already talked about it a little bit. I mean, we've got the New York Giants are going to be traveling to San Francisco. We got Baltimore Ravens going to be traveling to New England. You, the likely thing would say that you know the home team's got the advantage, and there is an advantage of some sort. But you can start to level that out a little bit, so that um, you know when you're traveling, there's certain things that happen. So I'm going to talk about the seven secrets to shift that home field advantage in your favor when you're the traveling team. One of the ways you can start is when you're on the plane. You know, hook up the headphones and do some imagination. You can be any place, anywhere, whenever you want in your mind, because the mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. You could be in a calm, peaceful, relaxing place if you so choose, or you could be in confidence and trust and clear-headedness. I mean, the recordings I do for my guys are specific to them and what they need. You could also be on the field plane if that's what you want to do while you're on the plane. So there's advantages there that can help you feel um, relaxed and knowing that you know exactly where you're going to be, what you're going to do whenever you get there. Now, you've got the hotel. Now, some of the teams, I don't know if they all do, but even when you're at home, you go to a hotel on Saturday if you're playing on Sunday. So a hotel shouldn't necessarily be different. And you can take that hotel room and make it your solace, make it your place to be. Do anything but think about football. You know, if you're in an out-of-town place, go out with some friends, if nothing else, somebody that you can sit and talk to and relax and talk about anything but football. 
uh, read, watch a movie, meditate, whatever it is that makes you relaxed and ready for the next day, but anything but football. Um, when you're traveling to a different time zone, we talked about that as well, and I've had this with my golf teams that travel as well. They go from Phoenix out to Alabama or out to the East Coast someplace, and they're saying, man, we get there and we try to get up in the morning and we're tired and whatever, and I'm saying, dude, that's just a belief. That's not reality. That's a belief. So we set up a trigger and a suggestion, a trigger where, you know, maybe it's something like the minute your feet hit the floor, that you trigger in your suggestion. The suggestion could be something like, I wake up feeling energized, relaxed, you know, that I, uh, I'm i exactly where I need to be right here, right now. And that can all be set up in advance so that when you do wake up in the morning, you're ready to go for that day. The fourth thing is in the locker room is, you know, going into a locker room that's not your own may feel uncomfortable because it's different. And there could be the natural course of wanting to complain or, you know, be upset or concerned or whatever about the fact that things aren't in the right place because it's not your home locker room. Instead, you might act like a kid, you know, just kind of ex- enjoy the fact that you're someplace different. Examine it, you know, think that it's cool, kind of look around and have some fun with it, and then as soon as you can, get back to your normal game routine. Whatever that is prior to game time, get back into your routine because the, uh, the brain loves routines. Um, the weather, the same type of thing. If you're going to be playing different type of weather, it's all a mind game. So the fifth thing would be looking at and telling yourself that you play the very best that you can possibly play in whatever weather that you're in. So really it all boils down to some of these five, I'm going into seven, but these, these seven things that I'm talking about is how can you pre-plan and build routines around travel that will give you that advantage and make it more comfortable for you. The sixth one is knowing that they've got the crowd advantage. They've got their fans out there. Some of my guys, their trigger is whenever they're going through the tunnel and they're heading out to the um, uh, to the field. Some of my guys, their trigger is the national anthem. Whatever it is that when they're coming through that tunnel or they're standing there with the national anthem, they're, they're going to do one of several things. And again, it's different for every player, so I work with what works for them. One could be that they're drinking in. They're just drinking in the fact that they are where they are and their attitude and, you know, their, the, the gratitude, I should say, of where they are. Another one could be that they're just tuning out the crowd. They're just getting into their own zone during that time. Um, another thing could be that they're getting fueled up by the crowd. I mean, really taking that in, that energy, because you've got that energy all around you anyway. Use it to your advantage. So whatever that is, you know, again, we, we pre-plan it ahead of time so that they know and they have that trigger set that they know exactly what they're going to do to create the state that they play best in. So the very first play that they're out on the field, that they're not starting out slow, they're starting out with their very best play that they can make. The seventh one, which is a bit of a bonus, is do something unusual. You get out to the field, you get out there doing warm-ups and stuff, do something unusual, do something weird. I mean, that could be something like um, in your own warm-up routine, that could be, uh, and I don't even know if you're allowed to do this, Kwame, or not, but going over to the other team, shaking your opponent's hand and tell them, hey, have a great day, you know. And you allowed to do it, but you, you, you'd be silly, too. Okay, well, I'm just saying, there's some weird things that you can do that will mess with their mind, especially when you're the one who is um, making it part of your routine. So it could be just one of those looks that it's like, you know, got this dude. Boy, they're expecting you to be tough. You know, you could be just, you know, one of those, you know, excuse me, but shit-eating grins. That, yeah. you know, that, well, uh, nah, there's a lot of that that goes on, too. There's yeah. a lot of that. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the uh, imagination, um, mm. especially when you're traveling on the road, when you got to go. 
I've I think I've played every game in my head that I've ever played in my life. I've played it in my head mm-hmm. uh, time after time. So I see it, and, and I talked about it before, that it almost becomes like deja vu because I done went through it before. Absolutely. And then when I'm watching film, I let the tape, I let the film roll in my locker. So it, it may be something I just didn't see or maybe something I saw. And then in the game time, I'm like, oh, i just seen that play. Right. And, and you can react to it. Um but it, more so imagination. I just let it run over over my head. Well, when game time come, all I think about is making plays. I don't think about the uh, the uh, what I'm supposed to do next. Give me right. the call. Give me the play. It's instinctual. Down and distance situation. Their tendencies, what they're going to do, and it, and it's fun. Pre-game stuff. Uh, I played against a whole bunch of guys in my neighbor from my neighborhood or my city in the seven cities uh, in Virginia. I played against guys I went to school with. Played against guys I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, against guys in school but when i came to the pros it's like we're not friends until i don't have any friends i don't yeah. in game time i don't right. have any friends in pregame. I, I don't know you i'm like mm-hmm. you know if i see you across the field i you know i give you a nod and stuff like that and you right. know what that means i talk to you after the game but right now is either i gotta eat or you're gonna eat this that's is right. my job that's your job um the comfort level of playing at home because you get to play in front of your family and your friends mm-hmm. and and that was always a one of the good things about uh, playing here at home when I play, uh, your family, your friends, and right. and the 20,000 loyal fans there, um, it depends on who comes to that stadium. We play in Dallas. You know, it becomes, I really had a problem with more Dallas fans or more Oakland fans, mm-hmm. more Pittsburgh Steelers fans in the stadium that we hear. You want us to win, but you don't want to root for us. Nobody's from right. Arizona. Uh, so, so we get into a point where it's, well, this is my team until. So my comfort level was playing at home in front of and trying to mm. those 20,000 loyal fans that showed up for the game. Right. Uh, now, that was more in the stadium, but I'm like it was surprisingly mm. crazy to me. Um, hotel situation, movies. Watch movies. Mm. Uh, you can get away from football, but if we're on the road, if we had a site for two days, then I, I like movies. I like doing d- different things. But the day, the day before a game, Strictly football, or so everything is football. I'm not going. It's not. It's not any more coaching and teaching. It's just let the film run. Let's talk. Right. Anybody got any questions? Bring it up. Uh, time zone is huge too. Mm. Time zone is huge. You can um, you can let that be a part of it, but you can still sleep. You can still right. get enough sleep when you get to a certain place. And, and I take I take that on the coaches or an organization mm. to get you there in time enough where the time zone is not a factor. Right. I don't know. I mean. You know all this going in, right? So, just people are screaming. I'm, I'm going to take, take the other side here. People are screaming for the other team. Fine. Mm-hmm. Does that that doesn't change anything on the field, does it? No. I mean, it shouldn't. But it do, I mean, it shouldn't. But it does because momentum and everything. But if you're an elite athlete, shouldn't it not make any make any change at all in your mindset? Everybody is so mentally strong in the NFL. It just depends on the, on how you waver. And and I mean, you have more people that are more mentally strong, but well, I mean, they are. But how you get them? A lot of guys are mentally strong, but they lose that moment. They lose that mentality, and they can't get it right. They can't get it back. Get so it back. Why they, lo- they lose it why? Because yeah. they're on the road. Well, no, for any reason. Like you said, you mentioned crowd. Crowd could be at home. Like I've never heard a crowd in my football. And when I I say after three years of playing in the league, I've never heard the crowd again until the play was over, and that's why I had headaches and stuff. And after games, because it was all loud. So intensity. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard the crowd until the play was over. Um, I, I thought, like the uh, the New England and the Denver game, I thought Denver was stupid to put Peyton, uh, Tom Brady out there first. 
Right. I'm like he's at home. You mm-hmm. you, you want to be down points when you got a quarterback who can't get you back from a deficit. Right. Uh, why would you not? Why would you do something like that on the road and give that guy and and lose your comfortability? Get the ball first. Get into a momentum. I thought you know crowd noises. It plays a huge factor into. Uh, and that could be your own crowd rooting against you right. whenever you have a bad play or something. Arizona. Or, <laughs> or <laughs> it could be just the noise factor too. So yeah. it's it's knowing how to get in that zone and stay there. And like you said, the recovery is huge to be able to teach okay. a routine recovery so they know exactly to notice when they're out of sync, to know what their tell is, and for that player to be able to get back into their zone immediately is huge. And weather and Deb, you mentioned uh, weather. Weather should not play a factor. I don't care who you're playing because the same guy you're playing against is playing in that same weather. That's exactly so it. So weather should not be a factor. Don't come out here and some guys psych themselves out. They come out with no shirts and no sleeves and all that stuff and think they're tough. You're not tough. You're, not, <laughs> you're I'm stupid not, at that point. Yeah. You're not tough. Nature always wins. <laughs> right, exactly. Because I'm looking at this guy, with, uh, and I tried it in college. We just played Nebraska, and it was freezing cold. I'm thinking, I'm going to be tough. Come out, put some Vaseline on my arms mm. and no sleeve. I was just one of the dumbest things I've done in my life. Um, <laughs> you remember it. So now that I look at those guys right. and who come out with no sleep, I say, you're not tough. You're probably right. more dumb than anything. Mm. Now, well, that's the thing. I've had a guy, one of my college guys was playing up in um, Wyoming, and uh, we were texting back and forth. I said, how you doing? He's like, it is freaking cold up here. And I got him <laughs> on the phone, and I said, imagination, dude. Yeah. It is not cold unless you let it be cold. You can so you can, warm yourself, you can warm yourself up. And he's like, oh, man, never thought about using it for that. Oh, he's, you know? a, he's a big dummy. <laughs> you know he's what? Learning. We won't take a break. But you he know what? He put Vaseline on his arms, right? <laughs> you know what? It, 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 it keeps the pores closed. It keeps the heat trapped in. Yeah. But you can mentally, you can always play in Miami. That's right. So... <laughs> You know, for real. Seriously. Yeah, we're, we're, let's take a break. I know the coldest one we was winning, we was beating Washington. Started losing. It was freezing cold after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Formula Sports Talk. We'll be back in the near future. Morningstone with Vaseline. Vaseline? I ain't looking in your eyes when I say that. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. Well, I, we were I wish they would have heard that. Well, me or who? Her? <laughs> no, these people. Oh, our listeners, <laughs> our, our oh, loyal oh, listening. 
Yeah, they, no, they listening. Uh, I'm talking about these people. You know what these people are? They're, they're, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know I don't Anybody. Know who, I don't know who's listening. Hey, <laughs> hey Cormac Sports Talk, we just got down and dirty with Deborah. It was a whole lot of things. Deborah, now, oh, we're going to talk about uh, our future plans with the show after the air. Probably 30, 45 minutes. I got to uh, make moves. got power moves to make. Um, <laughs> but, um, He's pumping it, up right now to make yeah, this no, power Yeah, no, it was move. a good down and dirty segment, and I like to see it like it turn into a book. You, mm-hmm. know, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like oh, yeah. different segments and stuff like that, and and Clancy Corners was good, but we'll we're gonna tidy up everything we're doing right now, and uh, you know we have some fun with it. We have we have so much fun that we run out of time because this is the last segment. This probably takes five minutes, and I did want to talk about, and we did, I did mention a little bit about Tebow, Denver Broncos. Why would you give Tom Brady the ball for? Why would you do that in 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 New England? Um, and unfortunately, this guy uh, can't pass the ball. He had he was he had. Five sacks, I believe, it was five sacks, two turnovers, something like that. I just think Denver got outmatched um, against a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer Tom Brady, and and that team. Now they don't have the best defense. New England Patriots don't have the best defense. I I, I really believe that the Denver Broncos defense is better than New England's, but you don't have you have Tom Brady, <laughs> you have Tim Tebow, which is a huge difference. Right. I mean, and you got to and Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, and you have to understand. Look at the weapons. What weapons? Does Tim Tebow have Demarius Thomas? He's made Demarius Thomas with the long balls. He's the only one that can catch the ball when he throws it to him. Well, you know what? Uh, Daniel Fells, his tight end, had a couple big plays last week. Not mm-hmm. this week, the week before. I mean, it, it, Willis McGahey held his own for a little while, but, but no Sean Marino. He's old, man. Willis McGahey's old. Yeah. I can't believe he's even doing what he's doing now. Because I don't put a. You know what? You, I hear you, but I don't put a. Uh, age on somebody's performance. Daryl Green is old. Even a running back? Daryl Green played for 20, 20 years. Uh, he was old. Daryl Green was 42, something like that. Still competitive. Like, you would want him on the field. You would um, start him, a 42-year, a 40-year-old guy, against a guy coming right out of college who's the number one draft pick, who's the best guy, with some experience. If you can get the job done, Maybe you got a one-year deal. I'm not gonna give you a long-term deal because mm-hmm. you're not gonna be around forever. The body does catches up with you because it's a physical game. Um, mentally, maturity helps. Yeah, and mentally you think, and maturity helps. And yeah. mentally you thinking, man, I've been playing this game for 15 years. When I'm gonna stop? So when you start thinking like that, you're already done. Mm-hmm. And Willis McGahee, he's he's not that. What is he? 30 years old? I think he would be older than that. I can check. You think so? Yeah. If, if, even if he's 30, he's still in that running offense that they have where the quarterback's doing most of the running. He's able to break a lot of plays because of that because you never know who get it. Get, oh, yeah, get he's 30. He's You're 30 right. years You're old. Right. He's, right. he's nowhere near old. That guy got five more years if you want him. He just got to stay healthy. He got to be a healthy guy. Um What's well, taking care of all aspects of your body too, from your physical strength to your internal—you uh, know, what are you feeding yourself internally as well as the mental aspect—and then keeping your skills sharp. So there's a lot to be said for maturity uh, when it comes to playing. That you can outsmart your other player, uh, your—you know—the guy across the line from you, even if he's faster, you can outsmart him. Yeah, I mean, and I think that they gave. They gave uh, the Patriots the ball first because they needed that safety net to get the ball in the second half. If they were down, they didn't think they were going to be down thirty-five-seven. <laughs> like if they were down, if they were down like twenty-one-six or something or twenty-one-nine, they and they come down and score, then it's a game. But if I think everybody in the world knew they was going to be down <laughs> by at least two touchdowns going into halftime against Tom Brady and his team, but who, Tebow's the chosen one. He, well, well, Tebow's been there before. Or <laughs> yeah. Not Tebow, but Tom Brady's Brady been there before. Been, he's been funny anyway, but he's uh, <laughs> but the um, yeah. Yeah, his experience in the playoffs, and and think about this: they always say that that team, the New England Patriots, haven't won a playoff game in four or five years. 
with that team, that same team went to the four Super Bowls and they won three. Right. Stop. Yeah, but there's no defense now. They had a, they had a really yeah. good defense well, then, though. And they still had Tom Brady with an offense who can put up. If you can score 17 points, you should win 85% of your games. But you have to have Not a defense. Not this year. No, but you have to have a defense. 17 points or more, uh, stopping a team from scoring 17 points or more mm-hmm. puts you in the top 10 or every category in defense. Yeah. Look at the defenses they were playing. That offense was the worst uh, passing offense in the league, the uh, uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, and if you get behind, that's why I won't give him the ball to put me behind right away. Think about all those weapons he got. And they are no-name guys outside of uh, Wes Welker and Gronkowski. Uh, you think about Ocho Cinco. We haven't heard a thing about him all year. Not at all. You think Chad Ocho Cinco. They got a lot I of mean, weapons. Aaron, they have Aaron Hernandez and, and, and Gronkowski. But, I mean, those guys are. But when you talk about. Uh, the New England Patriots, you talk about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You talk about those guys. You think about Wes Walker also because he's a future Hall of Famer. I'm not talking about Bill Belichick much anymore because he's a defensive guy and their defense stinks. Well, you know, he, like I mean, you said, when this, they want is, us, this is Tom Brady's team now. This is when Tony Dungy let Peyton Manning just say, okay, go. And, this and this Peyton is Manning, it. Yeah, and Peyton this Manning was it. doing it. I watched this guy, Peyton Manning, um, send defenses back on the field just to get the first down. It's fourth and three, and he gets the first down. But if he can take over a team like that, I have no problem with that because after a while, if you, when I realize you can't do it, then I'm now it has to be some type of mix and chemistry with the coach and head coach. And I think I'm coaching quarterback, and I think they've been two of the best for a while now. So do you think that um, the Goodells hoping for the Brothers Super Bowl or a rematch <laughs> of New England and the Giants again? I, would, I, I want it to be one of the two. I don't want it to be San Francisco, New England, or the what Giants. What I think about Roger Goodell is he should get a spine, get a backbone, because I don't like how he handled the fines this year. Um, I don't care who's in the Super Bowl. I really don't. It's you like, don't? I don't. I have no vested interest in it. Make it a good game. As long as the game is good. But the storylines are ridiculous for either one of those. And it's in Indianapolis, so which that, is that, good, that which changed is good. the whole lot of things. Put it in Miami, maybe it, Maybe you will know I'm going to Super Bowl right now. You will have my definite answer. But it's in Indianapolis. So the two lineups that you talked about is good for the media. The question is, is it good for the game? So it's you know getting the best two teams in there so we get the, as a viewer, I want to see the, the best possible plays that yeah. I can see. I think whoever gets in, any combination of these four teams will be a great Super Bowl. Baltimore and the uh, San Francisco Giants? Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be... San Francisco be, 49ers? Yeah. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, <laughs> did I say Giants? We're going to start a new, no, start start a new team. I said Giants, yeah. San Francisco Giants. Yeah. 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 Is it football, against baseball? football against baseball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that would be great. I mean it'll probably be the twenty to seventeen score, defense, 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 and then New England and the Giants would be fifty five, fifty four in the rematch. You know, because uh, with two of the cl- most clutch quarterbacks in the, in the last uh, decade. Well, human nature level, we were like because we'll say this about the New England Patriots. Oh, they've been there before. I don't want to watch them. But they didn't. They. they they didn't always have a. They didn't have smooth sailing through this the, through the season. They were up and down too, and uh-huh. defense was the problem. Right. They found a way to get it done. We watched uh, arguments with the uh, office, the c- quarterback coach, and Tom Brady. We watched that on the sideline. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't always smooth sailing. So when they get into the playoffs, it, I mean, to the Super Bowl, it makes it that more special. Well, I would like to see the the Patriots and the Giants if it matters. And it's what can you pull out of your hat in that final game, yeah. too. It's those you know, unexpected plays that we want to see that just blow us out of the water because they're just that good. Well, and, and the best part, one quick thing, is that the Patriots got two buys. They got TiVo and they got a real buy. So they're so <laughs> lucky to be in the AFC Championship. Yeah. To get that draw, mm-hmm. instead of getting Baltimore in the, sec- in, in the second round, or, or no, no, it wouldn't be Baltimore. It would have been, uh, been Houston. Yeah, so you get Houston in the second round. I think this is a little bit better mm-hmm. to, get, to get TiVo. 
Well, yeah, well, they, well, you know, you can start working on some things for the Super Bowl, get your game plan together. Sure. I, I think, like I said, Belichick and uh, Brady, two of the best that have done it for a while. You can name a lot of head coach quarterback combinations that works out. But, you know, I don't know. San Francisco 49ers may be a good story because of Harbaugh It'd be and great. all that yeah. stuff. It'd be great. It'd, it'd be a good story. But I could really care less who's in the Super Bowl because it's, <laughs> it's, Cause it's not in the warm place. That one. <laughs> No, that two one is not making me any money at all. So fair enough. What can you do for fair me? Fair enough. I can't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> way, way, way to kill the what fire. What can you do for me lately? Way to kill it. Uh, no. Before we uh, go ahead, Deborah. Go I was going to say, got totally moving things uh, off topic, but uh, Muhammad Ali, seventy years old. Dude, happy birthday. The greatest. Happy birthday to you. Greatest one of all time? I can remember going to see Elvis Presley and him. Elvis was an hour late for his show in Vegas because he went over to give Muhammad Ali one of his capes so he could wear it into the ring. Okay. It was cool stuff. Muhammad Ali Ali is the greatest because he can go anywhere in the world and Mm, you can notice his face. That's right. And now golf is a a global sport, but Tiger Woods can't do that. Yeah. He probably the next guy that can do it. Mm. Michael Jordan was the best in basketball. He can't do it. Humbaye. Uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, Tebow. Tebow. No. Yeah. No. Tebow. Can well, do and, and it. Only if he, he, ta- only if he, he takes the it. stance. <laughs> <laughs> we got a. Yeah. We we got a, We had classic corner. Classic corner was good down in Deborah with Deborah. Down in dirty with Deborah. Uh, you can reach those guys at their respective uh, at Clancy's Corner. Alex Clancy uh, at Clancy's Corner. That's on Twitter. Down in dirty with Deborah. Yourclearage.com. You also Deborah underscore debris. At Correct. Twitter. You got okay. it. Alright, you can reach me on KwamelaSports.com or KwamelaSports at Twitter. Something, something like that. Something, something. You know, yeah. Don't don't Facebook me because that's never going to happen. Alright, good show. I appreciate you guys coming in. We'll see you guys next week. Fun. Thanks, Mo. Uh, program the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs>